0: Because they called there. I've been, I've been taking him to the, to the water, water all game. Me and '93 going at it all game. And I mean, he got frustrated. I got frustrated. I mean, in the, the day, we're both competitive. I got respect for him. I got, I got a whole lot, a whole lot of respect for him. In the, the day, I bought. I got to do my job. I got to go block him. I got to take him, take him wherever he needs to go. I'm, I'm gonna take him there. And I ain't scared of no one. I don't back down from no one. In the, the day, they got lucky. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of
1: the Locked On Podcast Network. West Coast. West Coast. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear, moderator of Rams podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams, and you know what that means. It is crossover edition. I had a great chat with my man Grant Goldberg of Lockdown Seahawks earlier today. We're going to get to that in just a short moment. That was actually DJ Fluker who opened the show. I don't know if you guys remember that. He's offense offensive lineman for the Seahawks. Talking a little junk about 9-3. That's and Sue said he was taking them to the water all game long. You know that is pinned up on the bulletin board out here in LA. They had mentioned it to the Rams after that game, and, and Aaron Donald even kind of laughed and said, Hey, you know, we're going to see them again. So don't think that anyone's forgotten about that. But I just wanted to remind you guys that these divisional matchups are always fun, especially when you start talking a little bit of trash. I'm going to get Grant's opinion on that later in the show as well. Real quick, before we get over to that conversation, guys, make sure to check us out Spotify, Instagram. Go subscribe. Go share. All the new listeners welcome five days a week talking Rams football, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us on social, Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. I know it's like two things with Facebook, but if you're there, you might as well, just one more click, baby. Join the group. And Seahawks Week. Tickets will be announced on Friday who the winner is. I'm really excited. We're still getting people come in, trickling in. So if you haven't had an opportunity yet, go to one of those social media accounts, retweet it, like it, share it, whatever you got to do, do to get yourself entered if you're here in the L.A. area. All my outside listeners, they're like, shut up about tickets already. Don't worry. I just got some things in the mail. I'm really excited about our next giveaway. That's coming up around the corner. So keep an eye out for that. And then last bit of news before we get going, I saw an interview today, which got me really excited. It was Aqib Tlaib on the NFL Network, and here's what he had to say. I had a great visit with the doctors today. It looks like the week after Thanksgiving, I'll be full speed, ready to go. So Thanksgiving is our bye. So the week after Thanksgiving is week 13 on the road versus the Detroit Lions. Gosh, we couldn't be more excited to have this man back. And he said full speed. I love that. So uh, hopefully that means that right about now, maybe he's at like 60% health, 70% health. And then we'll start to get him up. But he seemed really confident. He seemed really excited to get out there and uh, address that he will be ready to go. So a bit of good news before we start this off. But what we're going to do now is we're going to jump on over my conversation earlier today with Lockdown Seahawks and Grant Goldberg. I'll be back tomorrow with Vinny Bonsignor, Thursday edition. But until then, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Enjoy the crossover. All right, everybody. This is Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams and Locked On Seahawks. You know what that means. It's crossover edition. I am Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. We have got Grant Goldberg along with us from Lockdown Seahawks. We're gonna talk this matchup down here at the Coliseum on Sunday. It's gonna be a good one. You look back to our first matchup, extremely close game, came down to a fourth down conversion. Grant, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk this matchup. You know, I, I think the first the first game between the Seahawks and Rams. Uh, Really raised my expectations for this upcoming one because it was really high contested It wasn't what either of us thought it was going to be so I'm super excited and uh, For the game and for this uh, show we're about to do
1: I couldn't agree more with you as far as expectations on this game coming from last game you know, I, I was talking on my podcast yesterday about how I got a little aggressive when I talked to you guys last time, saying we're going to blow you out by. You know, I think I said add ten to whatever the spread was, which I think it was about eight, and I said we beat you by eighteen. So I was way off. And you know what? It was a good, <laughs> good chance for us to kind of come back down to earth a little bit and understand that the Seahawks still are relatively good at home. Obviously, lost this last weekend um, against the Chargers, but again, came down to that final play. So twice. Up in Seattle, it's come down to a final play to really decide a game. But another exciting one is you guys travel down here. You beat us last time uh, down here in L.A., but what are some of the expectations coming to this game? Obviously, um, you know, where you guys sit right now in the division, I believe it's 4-4. Four and four. Pete Carroll talked about, you know, they, they this is not a rebuilding year. So what are your expectations coming down to L.A.?
0: Uh, Well, like I just said, I'm a little more confident going into this game than I was to say start the season. Uh, But, you know, you know when the Seahawks always travel to face the Rams, you never know what you're going to get. It's going to be a really close game, uh, low scoring. I think it's going to be different this year, which is crazy for me to say because I'm probably going to be wrong. It's probably going to be another uh, low scoring game. But the teams, uh, they're they're both playing well. The offenses are playing well. And you, know, you think, all right, well, maybe this year is going to be different. They're going to score some points. And I think that's what we're going to see. The Seahawks' secondary is a little banged up at the, at the safety position. Uh, so it's, that's an area of concern for me. But, yeah, all in all, I think, uh, I think this could be a, a close game. Uh, I think the Rams know the Seahawks too well for this to be considered a trap game. I said that uh, on Tuesday morning's show. But, you know, I, I have the feeling that if, if the Seahawks can uh, pull the upset, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those close games where they just barely pull it out, kind of like last year when they traveled down and it, it hinged on, you know, a couple plays uh, like the Cooper Cup play at the end. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think we're, we're going to get a close game, but uh, I could be wrong. You know, I, I, I could be totally wrong. But, and so, who knows? But I, I'm feeling good and uh, I, I'm just ready to watch a good game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and it's always a good game between uh, the Rams and the Seahawks. The only game that we can think about really in close years past was the big blowout victory last year up on the road in Seattle. But other than that, they're always super close, come down uh, to the fourth quarter, and we'll talk about that a little bit later when we do my bookie segment, and we talk about some predictions and really try to figure out the spread. Because, again, it's a big spread, and, and I don't know how that's going to shake out for the Rams. Uh, they're coming off a 10-point loss. They gave up 45 points. with this team with this matchup again you kind of mentioned it just a little bit ago we expect it to be somewhat of a high scoring game it was 31 to 33 in that first matchup but talking about these offenses russell wilson obviously has been playing pretty well over the last couple weeks and uh but you guys do have some injuries talking about chris carson and where he stands for this game and, and what we can expect from that ground game
0: Oh uh, yeah, uh, that was a point that I was going to make because when you look at the offensive line play of the Seahawks, you kind of think, all right, well maybe it's uh, it doesn't really matter who's running the ball because both guys and Chris Carson and and Mike Davis looked like effective runners. But uh, if you had to pick one, it's it's Chris Carson. He's an explosive guy. He's really patient as a runner, and uh, he's just almost the total package what you want at the running back position. But, you know, the offense just looked different with him out out of the game on Sunday versus the Chargers. He didn't play the whole second half. And, you know, you just kind of realize all right, how dependent they are on how patient of a runner he is and how physical he is and, you know, in in order to kind of just – Kind of set the tone in the running game. I know I hate that. I hate that phrase, set the tone, with, <laughs> when it comes to running the ball. But, yeah, but you want to set a precedent when when you run the ball. You want to be physical when you're doing it. And Chris Carson allowed them to do that. Now, now Mike Davis is a traditional runner, and he, he runs the ball well. But, you know, when you don't have that one-two punch, the flaws are kind of coming up in, in other guys' games. Rashad Penny hasn't been able to really get going all season. And so, yeah, he's really important to the Seahawks offense, uh, really important to making this whole thing work. Uh, The Seahawks, uh, when they couldn't run the ball on Sunday, they just entirely moved away from the passing, from the uh, play-action passing game, which is really disappointing to see because it worked so well uh, later in the game when they had to use it to come back, and it's worked so well over the course of the season when they started integrating it into the offense. So... Chris Carson, he's, he's super important to this offense, and hopefully, Pete Carroll said that he was sore at this point last week as well. So it's a sort of similar injury that we're dealing with. Hopefully, the recovery is a little better, and he's able to play at full strength on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Penny in there, and and I want to get your thoughts a little bit more on that because you know the Seahawks in the past couple weeks talked about getting him more involved. Obviously, with Carson coming out of the game, he did get a little bit more involved. But I think as far as offensive snaps i think he only had about 12 if i read that correctly what do you expect for him coming in you know let's say carson you know maybe is a late add as far as a go or isn't a go uh what what can we expect from penny and why hasn't he really found his way yet i mean he was a he was a first round pick they're really excited about him what didn't really work out so far
0: well, what's what's the biggest thing in front of him is how well both guys and Chris Carson and Mike Davis has, have been playing, and they didn't want to really you know mess with that and, and really uh, throw a wrench in what a good thing it was. And so, you no, know, it's, it's hard to get him going with a lack of carries, but when he did have carries early on in the season, it was mostly with the kind of shoddy offensive line play, and so he wasn't really able to get going in the snaps that he did get. And so you said he had 12 snaps on Sunday. That's 12 more than he had in the past two weeks combined. <laughs> and you so you no, know, we saw we saw some good we saw some good plays. You know he had a little bit of shake, but he wasn't super elusive. He wasn't breaking a whole lot of tackles. And um, yeah, I, I'd expect a little bit more of a dose against the Rams on Sunday if Chris Carson's not able to go. But John Schneider even said coming into the last game against the Chargers that you know, there was a little bit more of an emphasis on getting Penny the ball. And I'm wondering if that's still the case with Chris Carson, uh, his status being uncertain through the week, if they start to give him more practice snaps with the first team and kind of getting ready for that starting running back type of load in this game.
1: Yeah, well, it will be, it'll be definitely uh, something to kind of keep an eye on depending on how Carson is and his availability and, and what happens there because the Seahawks have been kind of working uh, a pretty good running game. Right now, they're third in the NFL, averaging 137 yards. That is something that the Rams have struggled against, but the Rams coming off that big loss struggled mightily against the pass. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break we're going to get some words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. On the other side, we've got Grant Goldberg from Lockdown Seahawks and Bear Motter from Lockdown Rams on a Lockdown Crossover Wednesday. Make it
0: three
1: back. All right, we are back. Locked on. Crossover Wednesday. This is probably one of my favorite days. I love getting all of our hosts together talking. We've got Grant Goldberg. I am Bear Motter. We're talking Rams. We're talking Seahawks. A big matchup coming up, and we kind of been focusing on uh, the Seahawks offensively. i got one more question for you on that front. Another guy that's kind of popped up on the injury report, but you know Pete Carroll kind of shook it off as he thinks he'll be okay, is DJ Fluker. And DJ Fluker, last time we played, had a big holding penalty near the end of the game that backed up the Seahawks, really put him out of field position. He wasn't happy about it. He spoke about it after the game. Uh, and then he kind of came after Sue, said he's been taking him to the water all day and uh, when we were talked about, when reporters asked the Rams about that, they were pretty interested. So talk to me about, one, is Fluker going to play in this game? And then, two, uh, you know, he put a lot of words out there. Is he ready to back that up?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Pete Carroll gave a status update on him, and he said that he's fine coming out of Sunday's game, That they were just probably holding him out for precautionary reasons. And, yeah, I'd expect him to go. And, you know, I, I think I said it last time that he has been – the addition of the off season for the Seahawks. That's what I keep going back to. Uh, when you talk about consistent uh, run blocking, uh, pass blocking has been better than advertised. And so, you no, know, you like, I mean, as a, as a competitor, uh, as, you know, and watching too, um, it, it's it's fun to see that kind of, you know, competitiveness and, and the type of, you know, smack talker really, because, you know, that's what makes the game fun. It's a game at its core. And so, yeah, I think he'll be ready to bring uh, back it up. Uh, he's a big dude. Uh, who plays who plays like it and I, I just I really like DJ fluke and I hope he's back with the team next year
1: Yeah, and as we kind of flip this over and you're right that I do love that the smack talk It's just in these division rivals man. It's always interesting when you give the opponent some some bulletin board material But I understand he was in the heat of the moment right after the game So that's gonna be a fun matchup to watch because you're right He's a big boy and has definitely really helped that offensive line improve from last year. So Uh, We'll keep an eye on that matchup. But as we flip over to the Rams offense and the Seahawks defense, uh, nothing's changed much as far as, you know, what we can expect from the Rams and how they've moved the football. Jared Goff's coming off one of his best games uh, this season, if not, you know, in his career as far as playing on the road and delivering. What are the Seahawks defense going to do differently uh, this time to kind of try to slow this team down?
0: Uh, Well, I think, you know, having one game under their belt against this Rams offense uh, is going to help a little bit in terms of scheming. But, uh, yeah, Bradley McDougald's status is really going to, you know, hinge on whether the Seahawks are going to be able to play competent defense in the secondary. Um, You know, he's been a linchpin for the Seahawks team uh, when you talk about their defense defense. And so his health is is really crucial for this team because if not for him, you're putting Delano Hill out there with Tedrick Thompson. And that's, you know, a matchup nightmare against a team like the Rams. And so the Rams are able to get people open no matter who they are. And, you know, just being in the right positions, being, you know, in the right place, just sticking to your assignments, you know, that's going to be huge for the Seahawks. And uh, I think that, you know, with McDougald in there, it's going to be a lot easier with Hill in there. Uh, That'll be a a tough task ahead for the Seahawks defense.
1: Jared Goff last game threw for 321 yards. A couple of the top guys on the receiving side of that. Robert Woods had five catches, 92. Cooper Cup had a really big game in his return to Washington State. He had six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Do you see Jared Goff going over 300 yards on Sunday? Or I guess a little quick over-under for Jared Goff. Over 300 (laughs) yards for him?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll say a shade under, um, and that, that probably is probably a little biased of me to say, because, you know, he's been able to surpass that number quite easily all season, but yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it was yards after the catch for the Seahawks and I do expect them to tackle a little bit better this time around than in, uh, than in the past against the Rams, uh, going back to this last game. And so, yeah, hopefully the Seahawks tackle better. If not then uh, Jared Goff is going to be racking up those yards, whether it's through the air or just uh, getting it to his guys and letting them do the work. Well, I'll keep
1: it on the quarterback side, and then we're kind of jumping around here, but that's what makes it fun about podcasting on the crossovers is Russell Wilson had himself a pretty good day against the Rams uh, last game. Not a big yardage game. He threw for 198, but he had three touchdowns. And believe me, all week we've been talking over here about Marcus Peters and getting torn up. On the big game down in New Orleans, Uh, Mike Thomas really, I think it was 12 catches for 211 yards, something crazy like that. Russell Wilson did that. Uh, He was kind of the first one to really break down Marcus Peters this year. Uh, So I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'll say over-under with a touchdown mark. So he got three, so let's say two. Over-under, two touchdowns for Russell Wilson on Sunday.
0: Well, I'd say Russell Wilson's coming off one of his uh, worst games in... Uh, recent memory against the Chargers, he just looked off. He, you know, didn't really get into a rhythm. And part of that could be, you know, the offense being so reliant on Chris Carson for their flow. And the refs had a super choppy game. Uh, we're given calls both ways um, during this game, and it was just, you know, a horrible game to watch from a refereeing standpoint. But uh, he never really got into a rhythm on Sunday, and so uh, I, I'm sure he wants to get past that. He, I'm sure he wants to put it behind him. Uh, I'll say over three touchdowns. and that that kind of leads me to my question, bear. And you know what is going on with Marcus Peters? You know you saw that he was hurt at the beginning of this really bad stretch of games. What's been the issue besides the injury, if anything? Man, well, it's not the injury because he was asked
1: that after the game, and I thought, I mean, he kind of he kind of squared up his shoulders and looked at this guy like he was gonna he got into fight mode, like why you asked me about why you ask me about that? And it was like, well, you've played like crap for about four weeks, so we're it's kind <laughs> of a valid question, right? But uh, he says that is not the case. He's not injured. That was a long time ago, and that he is healthy, and he wouldn't be out there if he wasn't. Uh, but we, we're we all scratching our head over here, man. We're trying to figure out. I think my big thing is Tlaib was really always meant to be the number one cornerback for us. Obviously, uh, he went out earlier in the season, week three, against the Chargers that you guys just saw. And most likely, we just found out he's doing pretty well and he's going to be back uh, week 13 against the Lions. But we cannot wait for him to get back because I don't think Peters really is ever – even when he was in KC, he was really never – the number one guy, they always had a great secondary around him, and he kind of could still be play his risky ball, but he had people around him to kind of hold down, uh, you know, the number one wide receiver or really, you know, kind of help him out in that situation to Was that guy here? He's not here. Troy Hill is not going to be the number one guy. So now it's Mark's Peter's job and you can tell it's just uncomfortable for him. And, and he just, he looks uncomfortable in the role and he probably could have gotten more yards and touchdowns put up on him. But Drew Brees went different direction. The one time that he fell huh. down and, Mike Thomas is wide open. Uh, so Russell Wilson, I'm sure, has got his number targeted. But we're, we're scratching our heads, too, over here, man. I, I'm, for his sake, I hope he can come out and have a great game because uh, he's been the topic of every conversation out here in L.A.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and he had the reputation where, you know, he would play such a risky style because it'd be it'd pay off for them. They uh, Kansas City would get, you know, great interception numbers and that's you know, credit to Peters and uh, the the type of ball that he played. But, you know, like you said, clearly it's not working out in Los Angeles with the current secondary situation that they have. And I, I have one more question before we head to our last break of the show. And you know, you, you said the, the running game has been an issue For the Rams and I I wonder you know if the Seahawks are going to struggle running the ball you know who's going to be at the forefront of stopping their running game you know
1: we just added obviously Dante Fowler he had our best run grade uh last week he had a really great game as far as helping stop the run which is funny because he's an edge rusher and he's really come in to (laughs) chase the quarterback but uh that was one thing Wade Phillips talked about him when we first you know got him in here was hey we we kind of are excited about this guy we think we can also play him on first and second down so if he can continue to do that that's going to be really huge for us and then obviously Aaron Donald lives in the backfield so we expect him to really pitch in on the run and the pass uh, but it really yeah. we talked about another person that's gotten a lot of you know, well not a lot of grief but is starting to get some is is Endomic and Sue? we want him to be a little bit more involved we're throwing him around the line a little bit I don't know if that's You know, just not to his benefit, and he's not being able to get comfortable somewhere. But he's come up with some big plays, but in the run, we need him to step up, as well as Michael Brockers has really been a staple for us up front. And then, obviously, that linebacking core. Corey Littleton's been huge, but we had so many missed tackles last game. Uh, You saw a lot of missed tackles from LaMarcus Joyner coming up and making plays, and Mark Barron missed some tackles. And so we're really just going to need those guys to... Uh, Make tackles. You know, have four or five guys around the ball. You always love on a defense when one guy's making a tackle and five more guys come and pile on. We haven't seen a lot of that lately for the Rams. So hopefully that's something that they're going to, you know, try to express because guys like Russell Wilson, sometimes one guy's not going to be enough to take him down. He's going to wiggle out and and find a way to make a play. So uh, we're going to need to kind of play that swarming defense, but we're going to need to tackle better. And that, that starts definitely in our linebacking core. But, you know, the big guys up front continue to push and. And hopefully wear down on that offensive line. We saw that through the first couple quarters. Teams have been able to hold them in check. But as it gets to the third and fourth quarter and you're starting to get gassed a little bit, that's when these guys really pick it up. Uh, But that's a great question. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch throughout the game. Uh, You mentioned it here. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside... Get a quick break. Get some words from some sponsors. We'll be right back on the other side. Wednesday edition, Lockdown Rams crossover. Grant Goldberg, Bear Motter. We'll be right back after this. All right, guys. Before we move on to our next segment, I'm really excited to talk to you about our new partner, Metro Infinity. You can find them 821 East Central Avenue in Monrovia, California, just off 210 in Monrovia, Guys, you have to swing by their brand new multi-million dollar facility and check out the amazing selection of new and used Infinities they have. They're the only dealer in California that's family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They're the number one volume dealer in California. One of my favorite things about Metro Infinity is that they take pride in not being your typical car dealer where it takes hours to buy a car and play games back and forth with the customers. If you don't like coming to the dealership, no problem. They're going to bring your new car and the paperwork to your home, your office, the park, McDonald's, wherever you want to meet them. And they will complete the whole transaction wherever you need, wherever you feel comfortable. They'll take that to you. Make sure to mention Locked On when you go visit, and they're going to give you another $500 off any car purchase. That is by far the best money deal we've had on this podcast so far. $500 $500 off just by saying you listen to locked on if you're thinking about a new infinity or even in the market for a new car I think you need to start thinking about an affinity I'll be honest with you my dad owns an affinity and every time I go to Chicago and we talk about driving a car and which one do You want to take I'm always picking my dad's car. They are smooth. They're awesome. They're sleek Especially with Metro infinity give them a chance to earn your business believe me you won't regret it They also have over 50 certified pre-owned infinities. You can reach them at six two six. 599 7510 or metroinfinity.com. Plus, remember mention Lockdown, you get $500 off. We're big fans of them and they are big fans of us. So go on down, Metro Infinity in Monrovia, just off the 210. Tell them Bear sent you. Get a sweet deal. At least go try it out. Do a little test drive. Tell me what you think, guys. Metro Infinity and $500 discount when you mention Lockdown Rams. All right, we are back. Locked on Rams. Locked on Seahawks. Crossover edition. It's Wednesday. It's game week, and this is a good one. It always is when Seattle and Los Angeles connect. Uh, you guys are traveling down. Uh, let's talk a little bit. This will, we'll get some my bookie stuff going on. So before we get to it, I'll kind of kick over it and, and you know tell you guys a little bit my bookie. You guys know uh, we talk about it a lot here on the show, but my bookie. It's not always about who you bet but where you are betting it at, mybookie.ag. Awesome site. They've been around forever, and they're giving you, the Lockdown listener, $25 when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN25. Anytime you add an extra 100 bucks to your account, they're going to give you $25. So head to the site, put some money down, LOCKDOWN25 to get some extra bucks from us. It's a great deal. And the fun thing is they've got in-game live betting, They can bet on anything you can ever want. Overs, unders. And what we're going to do now, we've done this before, but we're just going to pick a couple games, and we'll finish with the Seahawks and the Rams, obviously. But we're going to kind of just talk matchups that are happening uh, this week in the NFL and just kind of do a take your pick. But we'll start with a great game. This is the Thursday night game. I'm really excited about this one. Carolina Panthers are favored going into Pittsburgh by four points. Grant, if you're going to pick a team, Carolina or Pittsburgh, who would you go with on Thursday night?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one because you know the Panthers are playing so well, and the Steelers are at home, and it's a short week, so you don't really know which version of a team you're going to get. But uh, I do like the Panthers in that game, uh, and I'll take the four points. I think the Panthers are playing so well, and the Steelers just have such an inconsistent product of football. Uh, and and yeah, it's, it's just it's a, a weird team to watch. And I'll go with the hot team. I'll go with Carolina in Pittsburgh with the four points.
1: Yeah, and it's it kills me to pick against the Steelers in Pittsburgh, but I'm kind of with you here. Uh, I just said on my podcast the other night, if there's a team that might chase the Rams and the NFC for holding that number one spot, Carolina's right behind uh, the Saints, and they've had two of their last three matchups are against the Saints, so that could switch really fast. Uh, they've been playing crazy hot, like you mentioned. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder coming on the road and trying to prove to everyone on a national stage and a short week that they are that good. So I'll take the points as well. I'll say Carolina in this one uh, will agree on this one. And let's just see. I'm, I'm on the site right now. I'm just kind of scrolling down here, trying to find another really good game for us, see what else we've got. Oh, let's do the Sunday night game. We'll do the Thursday game. We'll do the very Sunday night game. This division... Uh, Dallas Cowboys coming off a really tough loss on Monday night. They are going up to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are favored by six and a half points. A lot of talk going on in Dallas. It seems maybe like an easy pick, but if you're looking at six and a half points, maybe not. Thoughts on the Cowboys-Phillies game?
0: Uh, yeah, um, it's it's tough to pick the Cowboys this year. Their offense has just been... Uh, in a big dry spell, and then their defense has been the uh, the best aspect of their team. But I'll, I'll pick Philly, even though they've been, you know, not the team that everybody expected they were going to be this year. I don't know if they cover six and a half. Um, it's going to be a tough game uh, just in, in, in scoring the football. Uh, I don't trust uh, really either team. And so I'll take Philadelphia, but I don't think they cover that six and a half points.
1: Okay, uh, it's a weird thing is I was like, all right, I'm going to go against them here on this one. But I, I kind of agree exactly with what you say. I think Philly's going to win the game. Uh, but I think I would pick, if I'm going to place down a bet on my bookie, is I'd pick Dallas Cowboys plus the points. I think all that noise that's going on right now, uh, I think Zeke is going to perform a little bit better than he did. And they're going to have to really start to pick it up. You know, they've got one more week with Amari Cooper in their system. A lot of pressure. I think the team kind of takes it. It makes this a close game. They may not win it, but I think this thing will be a field goal type of game. It's a division. It's a tough. It goes back to kind of what we're talking here with the Rams and the Seahawks. The division games, man, those get a lot tighter, uh, especially when you got this old-school rivalry to it. And I don't think the Eagles are the Eagles we know of last year. So uh, six and a half points. I think this one's going to be close. I'll take Cowboys with the points on this one. And then we'll go to the match of the week for me and you. And we'll dive more a little bit into this. We'll do our my bookie as far as the spread, and then we can kind of go into some predictions uh, throughout. So we've got the Seattle Seahawks traveling down to Los Angeles. And this is a 10-point spread, uh, Seattle plus 10. Talk to me. Who you got in this one?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, it's, it's tough to pick the Seahawks to lose uh, by double digits. And so I think that they'll cover... It's it's a tough game for the Seahawks to win, uh, regardless of where they're playing. But the team they have in front of them is just one of the juggernauts in the NFL. And so I'll I'll pick the Seahawks to cover. Uh, I think that the the Rams win and they hit the over. Uh, the over under is 51 points, and I think I think they hit the over. Um, Rams win probably 28 to 27. I think it's going to be a really close game.
1: All right, I like it uh i'm with you here i I think it that's a lot of points man i mean yeah it's funny because you know the bear from last podcast was like 10 points add another 10 to it we're gonna smoke them but it's a little different i learned my lesson and i almost had a heart attack the funny thing is i don't know if i ever told you but uh that game i was so confident that that was gonna be a blowout game my family was in town i actually went to disney world and was like "Nah, fine i was watching on my phone we'll be up by 20 by halftime I'll be good and then here I was at Disneyland freaking out in the corner like huh. trying to like refresh refresh and try to find streams and it was you know this fork down thing. it was crazy and it was I uh, put way too much stress on myself for that game so I will be at my house and I'm going to make sure i got <laughs> plenty of beers because I think the Seahawks cover this spread plus 10 uh, that's a lot of points these two teams when they meet It's typically a close game. I think the Seahawks, I mean, they're well aware of these things. I don't think they're checking my bookie to see the spread, but they're well aware that they're the underdog. uh, So that's going to give them some motivation. They lost on a fourth down conversion. That's going to give them some motivation. They just lost against another L.A. team. That's going to give them some motivation. I think this is going to – this is a – dynamite Pete Carroll let me coach him up type of situation and bring a good team on the road and really fight so I think this is going to be a close game I I also agree that it's going to go over that 51 points I think we're going to crack into that 30 points because that's just what the Rams do and if the Seahawks want to kind of keep pace that's what they're going to have to do so I'm going to say Rams 35 and then I will say uh, Seahawks 31. They're going to need Russell Wilson at the end of the game to try to go make a play like he had to do this last game. I, I just don't think it's going to work out for him. Hopefully, on our side, hopefully it's Marcus Peters with a pick to seal the game. That would be a great redemption story for him this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, and, and you're saying that you don't think they're going to win, but tell me, if they do win, let's say Monday morning, we wake up and the Seahawks won, what would be the number one or number two reasons why?
0: Um, Russell Wilson has a monster game, and the Seahawks defense finds a way to make big plays down the stretch. I think Russell Wilson, uh, if they do win, he's going to have to have you know, maybe four touchdowns, and and two of them are gonna have to be you know really long explosive plays. I'm thinking you know maybe like a 60-yard touchdown to Tyler Lockett, you know something crazy like that. Um, and yeah, the defense just really consistent secondary play. You know they're not getting gouged on these uh, on these crosser routes and you know by guys that I've never heard of. And uh, Todd Gurley has to have a muted performance in the running game and passing game. And I think the Seahawks do have a good chance to kind of slow him down with Bobby Wagner. Uh, Todd Gurley can't rush for three touchdowns again. Uh, his you know rushing yardage uh, was not you know his best total when they were up in Seattle this year. But he did have those three touchdowns uh, due to his red zone performance. And so yeah, I think they'll have to uh, really key in on. Uh, Gurley have the good have good red zone defense and come up big down the stretch along with Russell Wilson playing lights out.
1: Well, it's going to be a good game regardless. We're excited to watch it here at the Coliseum. I'm actually giving away two tickets to the game, so anyone that's listening, even if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, but maybe you live down in L.A., make sure to go find us on Instagram, on Twitter, Locked On Sign up. I'm announcing the winner on Friday, so there's still some time. If you if you want to, if you're down in the L.A. area and want a chance to win some tickets. I'm giving away. I would hate to go it to a Seahawks fan, but you know what? It's a contest, so you never know who will win. I'm sure I'm going to get some grief from my uh, Rams Nation people, but it's open to everybody. There's no rules here. Uh, but Grant, it's been amazing. You can go follow him at Grant Goldberg. All you Rams fans, just know he also does some Lakers content, so go check him out. He's, he's keeping everything up to date with Lakers. Uh, So, you know, don't hold the Seahawks against him. He he also has some L.A. ties as well. And then also you can find me at L.A. underscore Rambling Bear. And then both of us, you can either find us at Lockdown Rams or Lockdown Seahawks. Go subscribe. Leave a review. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Let us know how we're doing. Grant, best of luck. And, uh, you know, well, best of luck after Sunday. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, and and same to you, uh, Bear. Thank you for you know, getting together and doing this and yeah make sure you guys go leave five star reviews for locked on Seahawks, for locked on RAMs it's always appreciated and so yeah thank you guys
1: switch switch switch